Good morning. Good morning, K Chapel. Greetings to all. This is another day that God has made for us. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's time now to, to begin our 11 a.m. Sunday morning worship service. This being the second Sunday, our fellowship choir is going to be blessing us in music. And as well, we have baptism. And later on, with emphasis, we will be recognizing our veterans. Amen. Now, we greet you with blessing and with a warm heart to welcome you on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Reginald Buckley and his family. Now, to our live stream audience, we greet you also in the same manner. And as if you will contact your family, your friends, your neighbor, invite them to join us this morning and let them know that they too also can be blessed in their giving later on in our service. So now, let us call upon the Lord to bless our service and invite his spirit in this place this morning. Let us pray. God, all glory and honor, adoration and praise belong to you. Lord God, we ask that you prepare us through the active presence of your Holy Spirit. We ask that you come before you right now. Enlighten our understanding, Lord. Purify our every desire. Quicken our wills and strengthen every right purpose. Move in this house, O oh God, in a mighty way. Anoint us afresh for kingdom service. Let there be no hindrance to our worship, no distraction in our praise, no hesitation in our hallelujahs. Lord God, we ask you to direct this hour of worship to magnify your name and to enduring the good of all your children and servants. It is in your Christ Jesus' name we pray. Come on, stand to your feet, stand to your feet. Let's give him glory this morning. Here we go. One, two, three. The song simply says, holy, holy. Here we go.
Everybody came to worship him. We're going to give him glory this morning because he deserves it. Now that we're here, here in your presence, humbly we bow, speak to us now. Now that we're here, here in your presence, we're waiting to hear from you. Simple song. Come on, repeat that now. Now that we're here, here in your presence, humbly we bow. Speak to us now. Speak to us now. Now that we're here, here in your presence, we're waiting. We're waiting to Say it sweetly. Shh. Now. Now that we're here. Yes, a still voice. Hearing your presence. Yes, humbly we bow. Humbly we bow. Speak to us now. Speak to us now. Now that we're here. Hearing your presence. There we go. We're waiting to hear God. We're one more time, one more time, all over the building now. Now that we're here, here in your presence, only we bow. Speak to us. Speak to us now. Now that we're here, here in your presence. We're waiting to hear. Heart says we're open. We're open. Yes, yes, we're open. We're open. We're open. Speak to us now. Speak to us now. Yes, we're open this morning. We're open. To hear a word this morning. We're open. We're open. need a word from you, God. Speak to my heart this morning. Speak to us now. We're open. Yes, I came to hear a word. Yes. Yes, open your heart to him. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, say that again. We're open. We're open.
Come on, put your hands together and then give him glory. Good morning, church. This morning our scripture will be coming from Matthew 9, 35 through 38. That's Matthew 9, 35 through 38. And Jesus, and Jesus went in about all the cities, villages, teaching them in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he had moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said unto his disciples, The harvest are truly plentiful, but laborers are few. The harvest that he will send forth laborers unto the harvest. God's word for God's people. Glory be to God. Amen. Good morning, church. May you bow your heads, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning saying thank you, Father. Thank you what you have done and thank you what you're going to do, Heavenly Father. Today, Father, I ask a, a special prayer, Heavenly Father, for those out there right now, Heavenly Father, we're going through something. If you don't know now, evil has touched the ground, Heavenly Father. We have people out here right now taking up kids and women, Heavenly Father. Maybe you'll be able to be their protector, Heavenly Father. And, and help them, Heavenly Father. Bless the elderly, Heavenly Father. Bless some of the ones that's on the telephone that do not know that they're being prayed upon, Heavenly Father. Bless them, Lord. Lord, with this congregation, I want to ask a special blessing, Heavenly Father, to let them know that I love them and they love me. And I want us to be able to, when we leave here, share this love with others, Heavenly Father. Be kind and merciful, Heavenly Father. Show us the way, Heavenly Father. This is Kay Chapel, Heavenly Father, that you have provided for us, and we love you. Father, we ask a special blessing for those who are in need right now that don't have anything, Heavenly Father. It's lucky that this church is able to give to those, Heavenly Father, who do not have, Heavenly Father, because everybody's not able to, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. Bless our pastor, Heavenly Father, and his, and his family, Heavenly Father. We want to bless all the different auxiliaries that we have, Heavenly Father. God, we ask you right now, Heavenly Father, to be with the ones who lost the lost ones. Bless the ones who are in the hospital, Heavenly Father, who do not have anybody to be with. And all they want is someone to come and talk to, Heavenly Father. Bless them, Heavenly Father. Bless the ones who are doing good right now, and bless the ones who are not, Heavenly Father. Bless the situation that they're in, Heavenly Father, that they be able to understand. Faith will pull you through this, Heavenly Father. Because you took somebody like me, and Heavenly Father, and you built me up, and you brought me to this place. I want to be an example of what you can do, Heavenly Father. Everybody don't go through everything that everybody goes through, Heavenly Father. Bless the ones who are judging somebody because they don't know you are going to be judged as well. We want to ask a special blessing for those who are going to and fro that are traveling right now, that they be able to be mindful of their surroundings, Heavenly Father. We call it situation awareness, Heavenly Father. That they look at your situation before you go out, Heavenly Father. We want to we want to help ask you, Lord, for the veterans that are here, Heavenly Father, that was here and gone, and the ones who are serving now, Heavenly Father. Bless them, Heavenly Father. In your Son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Our response for reading. For by grace you have been saved through the faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, 
least anyone should boast. Congregation. Truly, truly I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come unto judgment, but has passed from death to life. Altogether, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. This morning's congregation of him will be at the cross.
morning, Kate Chapel. Just a quick reminder that our health ministry has partnered with Walgreens to provide flu vaccines right here at Cade. Vaccines are available for those ages 7 and up. Grab your insurance card and stop by the Old Fellowship Hall today between 9.30 and 11.30. We're ready and waiting to capture your smiling faces for our 140th yearbook. Stop by the Bookley Family Room and take your picture on today. And if you're not quite ready to take your photo today, you can stop by any Sunday between now and the end of December from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. to 11. The Futures Ministry is now accepting graduate bioforms, high school seniors who will complete in May. Please note that your forms are due by December the 1st. And college and post-grad students, your forms will be due by March the 1st. The forms are now available on the K-Chapel app, and you can contact Sister Toya Brown or Sister Pamela Adams for more information. A month or so ago, we asked you to get involved in supporting an effort to turn plastic bags into sleeping mats for the homeless. And K-Chapel, you went to work, so much so that we actually think we have enough bags for now. So keep collecting them, but keep them at home until we give you the green light to start bringing them again. The Circle and the volunteers have been busy, and if you stop by the Old Fellowship Hall today, you'll see the fruits of their labor and your support on display. But Cade Chapel, we've also been connecting. This project has reached beyond the walls of Cade and engaged the students at Blackburn Middle School. They donated 1,200 bags and participated in creating a mat. The students gained awareness about recycling and helping the environment, and they were given the opportunity to make a positive contribution to society by engaging in a community outreach project. Kate Chapel and Blackburn Middle School volunteers and Circle of Temperance, you guys are doing an amazing job. Keep it up. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the Kate Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the Kate Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Good morning, K-Chapel. This morning at our 8 o'clock service, we, we, we raised our veterans in prayer, uh, but we, there, we did not give a special emphasis from here, and I wanted to do that for this service. Pastor is away, and he sent me a text that said, make sure we do it right now, so we are. Um, all veterans that are present with us. Will you please stand? Let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand. Okay, let's do a little bit better than that. Now let's give them a standing ovation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah for your service. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. You may be seated. We just want to say for Veterans Day, honoring all who served is more than just a slogan. We here on this country's lands have never experienced war on our land, but our men and women have gone across the seas and oceans to make sure that we are safe in America. And for that, we cannot take you for granted. We give you all the honor and definitely recognize that we are thankful. We are so thankful 
for what you have done and what you continue to do. On tomorrow at our federal building at 11 o'clock, there will be a special veterans program if any of you can make it to that program. And please look around on your papers and you'll see other veteran recognition programs. And let me ask you to just do one special thing. I know there's a veteran in your life. Send them a love note today. Amen? Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know Cave Chapel is famous for our visitors. And we will have a visitor's recognition. But I have been asked to do a special recognition by Pastor. Um, let, me, let me just say a couple of words that I'm sure you will know these words. Uh, you probably have heard that song, Perfect Praise. Let me see your hand. Have you, do y'all, any of y'all listen to gospel music? You've heard that song? Okay. Oh Lord, how excellent. Anybody heard that song? How about Shabbat? And there are many, many more. Now, you know, anytime God gifts one person, one person to be able to bless the nation and the world, we should not take that for granted. And that person is in our presence this morning in the favor of Mr. Walt Whitman, all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Mr. Whitman, would you please stand? He is in our presence, worshiping with us, and we are so thankful for your presence. And we're thankful for all that you do. Now, he didn't just swing into Jackson from the Windy City. He's here for a purpose. You all start praying for the General Missionary State Baptist Convention Adult Choir. They are starting preparation towards recording next July. And Mr. Whitman is here to work with Laney Spann McBride and our own overporter as a consultant as they meet this afternoon at 3 o'clock. So I don't know what you're doing at 3 o'clock, but start praying for that meeting and for the preparations. Our own Mississippi adult choir will be able to walk around with you and be in your car because there will be a recording. And we thank you, Mr. Whitman, for gracing our presence this morning. We, we have a special meeting on Wednesday. Now, I know some of you don't come to, to, to uh, Bible study every Wednesday, but this is a special Wednesday that we want all of you to come. Uh, Pastor has made arrangements with our Jackson Police Department, Mississippi Highway Patrol, and the Attorney General's Office for a special meeting here Wednesday at 7 o'clock to talk about human trafficking. Now, it hasn't touched you yet, maybe, but we have some serious things going on in our city when a child can be adopted in a parking lot. And we need to talk about it. We need to talk about what is happening 
how we can be more alert and what we can do as a community to make sure our children are safe. Now this is not just a closed meeting for Cade Chapel. So you have another assignment as you leave today to go home, call someone, tell someone, text someone to say please meet us here at seven o'clock. And we really would like young parents with small children to be here with us Wednesday at seven o'clock. Those are our uh, special emphasis announcements for this morning. Praise God. Good morning. It is now time for our benevolent offering. For those of you that are worshiping with us via way of live stream, there should be a number at the bottom of your TV so that you may be able to contribute as well. Let us forget, let us not forget that God has blessed all of us. And we should be a blessing to someone else along the way. And while we are doing that, we will be blessed by our fellowship choir.
God is still blessing. It is proof right here. It is proof when we hear the choir sing. We is, it is proof when we hear prayers. It is proof when we look around and see all the goodness that God is doing for us. The miracles that the miracle that we saw this morning by the little five-week-old baby coming down, having been in the hospital ever since, five-month-old baby, having been in the hospital ever since it, it's been in the world. But God blessed it and showed us that he still worked miracles. Let's stand for a word of prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, bless, we pray, all those who work for the extension of your kingdom and make us so thankful for all your precious gifts to us, especially the gifts of your beloved Son, that we may pray fervently, labor diligently, and continue all the days to give liberally to make Christ known to all people as thy Savior and thy King. For the sake of your kingdom, we ask this. Amen. chapel the meaning of baptism and Jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into his death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should now not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now if we be dead in Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died no more. Death has no more do dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But that he liveth, he liveth unto God. <laughs> 
Likewise, reckon ye also your, your, yourselves to the dead indeed in unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. of your faith, my sister, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Father, we just want to thank you for the child that decides to be obedient to your word by being baptized like Jesus did, signifying the old man going down and the new person coming up in Christ Jesus. We ask that you walk with her, be with her, defend her, and protect her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. morning. We are at that very special moment wherein we welcome our visitors. On that note, we're going to ask that all of our visitors will please stand. All visitors, please stand. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're so happy that you could join us in our worship service on this morning. And on behalf of Pastor Reginald Buckley and the entire Kate Chapel congregation, I extend to you a very hearty welcome. If you are without a church home or you are seeking a special and personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, I take this opportunity to inform you that you're in the right place at the right time. If you would simply come forward at the end of the service with the invitation to Christian discipleship is extended, we can take care of your situation right now this place and this hour now we're going to demonstrate love and hospitality as can only be experienced at k chapel now it is fellowship time <laughs>
Good morning, K Chapel. At this time, you will receive information on people that you can minister to during the week. These people are in need of your prayers, phone calls, any support that you can offer. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Mr. Sammy Henderson lost his brother, Mr. Clarence Henderson. That funeral will be held on Saturday, November 16th at Unity Fellowship Baptist Church at 12 o'clock noon here in Jackson. Please remain in prayer for Mr. Robert and Jackie Lewis. They lost their son, Chris Woods. Mr. Carol McLaughlin, who's back in service this morning. Our organist lost his father, Clarence Vilbrew. We have still in the hospital Sister Thel Malone, Brother Kenny Williams, Brother Bobby Smith and Usher. And you know that five-month-old baby I told you about last week that was in ba uh, Bat Blair E. Batson Hospital? Well, guess what? Your prayers worked. She was here in the service this morning. So if you don't believe prayer works, if you don't believe prayer works, talk to her mother. But now we also have recovering at home, Mr. Le Levi McBride, Mr. A.J. Mack, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Sister Dorothy Aldridge, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, and Reverend Michael Jones. And I have a card here that's from, it says from Loretta William and family. I won't read all of it, but the inscription is, your kindness is a blessing and so are you. This card is for the loss of her husband, Mr. Alonzo Williams. Also, the family, I'm sorry, Miss Annie Harris Alexander and family would like to also thank you and express their heartfelt thanks during their time of loss of, of her son, Mr. Reginald Antonio Harris. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen. It's time now that we bless the Lord through our giving. Those of you that are joining us by way of live streaming, you should see a phone number on the screen that will advise you of how you can give offering to this ministry. We understand that fully worshiping God includes our offerings. And we give for three main reasons. We give because it is in obedience to God's word. We also give because we are being thankful and showing our thankfulness to God for supplying our every need. And then we give also because we want to see God's kingdom grow. We want to see it grow through the missions and the ministries that occur here at Cade Chapel and all around the world. So here now, the word of the Lord. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. May the Lord add his blessings to the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his holy word. Amen.
Thank you.
many of you know that the Lord is holy? And you can testify to the fact that he's the rock of your salvation. He's the Lord of my life. I can't speak for you today, but I know where he brought me from. He's the peace within my soul. Let us pray. Father God, we come. We come right now, O oh Lord, with bowed heads and humbled hearts. Knowing, O oh Lord, that you are holy. Realizing that had it not been for you on our side, we don't know where we'd be. Father, thank you for this opportunity to deliver your word the way you would have it done. For Father, I realize that this is not about me, but it's all about you. So right now, Master, hide me behind the cross that as your word go forth, your people see you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. To Senior Pastor Buckley, in his absence, Pastor Emeritus, also in his absence, to you, my brothers and sisters, of the gospel and to you K Chapel my church family also to our visitors and friends good morning let me put in my disclaimer right now this is probably a sermon you won't shout about but I will say this, whatever happens in your life, when you leave this place, it's not me, it's only the Lord. And before I forget, my wife is not in the sanctuary. Many of you know that she's in her office right now. Thank you, dear, for all your support. All the years of putting up with me. But I realize and understand that you were sent to me to save me. So, on that note, I'd like you to turn with me to Matthew, the ninth chapter. And I will begin reading at the 35th verse. Matthew 9, 
beginning with verse 35. And in it you will find these words recorded. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'd like to speak to you briefly from the topic, Help Wanted, Now Hiring. Help Wanted, Now Hiring. You know, as we go about our business every day, we pass places of business that has signs in the door or somewhere in a window near the entrance of that building that says, help wanted, now hiring. Especially in the case of a newly formed business or a well-established business that is expanding into another area of the city. We know that every business before they opens their doors even before it decided to open a store in your neighborhood or even in your town, has surveyed the area, watched the flow of traffic, decided when would be the best hours of operation, determined how many people lived in the area, and established how many workers would be needed to operate each day. They know how many people it would take to open each morning, how many is needed during the day, and even how many people it would take to close at night. But you know, the fascinating thing about all this is this. As long as we are employed, as long as we have a job having a paycheck coming in each week, these signs, these signs that say help wanted, now hiring has no meaning for us. It's just another sign. You see it every time you go in the store, you open the door, walk right past the sign, and yet it has no meaning. It is not until we are out of a job that these signs have meaning to us. It is not until we lose that weekly paycheck we find out that someone that is close to us is in need of a job or in need of work, that these signs take on new meaning. We then start trying to remember where we saw the signs that said, help wanted, now hiring. Businesses know that if they have not done a survey of the area, fully trained the people for the work they'll be doing, and have the right amount of people on staff working each day, they know that their business probably will fail. 
this is where we find Jesus. Jesus has been traveling all throughout Galilee, teaching and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. But not only that, but he's been healing diseases and casting out demons. Epileptics and paralytics have been healed. The blind has received sight. A mother-in-law has been healed, and even a young girl has been raised from the dead. The mute is even able to speak now. Jesus has even gone so far as to calm a storm. And as the crowds watched, wherever he went, as they watched, they said in Matthew 9.33 that nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. That's what had been taking place up until this passage of Scripture. But something happens right afterwards. Up until now, it's all been about Jesus ministering in power, healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, and making the lame to walk. But a strange thing happens after this passage of Scripture. Now, if you jump ahead to Matthew 10:1, it reads like this. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. You see, we're right at the moment when Jesus makes the switch from preaching and teaching and healing to commissioning his disciples to go out to preach and teach and heal. What's going on here is that Jesus is about to commission his disciples to do what he's been doing. He preached. He's about to get them to go out and preach. He's taught with authority. He's about to send them out to teach with authority. He's driven out evil spirits, spirits and healed all kinds of diseases and sickness. He's about to get them to do the same. So now you have the before picture and you have the after picture. You see, before Jesus was traveling around the country performing miracles, and after he sends his disciples out to do what he'd been doing, and then you have the in-between, which is this section of this passage of Scripture. So what does this tell us? It tells us that whatever happens here is critical for us to have the same type of ministry that Jesus had. If we are to be doing the same type of thing that Jesus did, then what takes place in this pivotal passage is extremely important. So let's look at what takes place in this passage that is so important to having the same type of ministry that Jesus had. Now the first thing we need to look at is this. The first thing you're going to see, we need to feel what Jesus felt. The first thing that this passage does is that it gives us a bit of a window into the heart of Jesus. If we, are to, if we are to have the type of ministry that Jesus had, it's going to be because our heart is becoming like the heart of Jesus. You see, we read in verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. You see, that word compassion of Jesus is a theme that keeps coming up in the book of Matthew. Matthew 14, 14 says, When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, 
he had compassion on them and healed their sick. In chapter 15, verse 32, Jesus said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. In chapter 20, verse 34, we read, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. What we discover is that compassion is at the heart of Jesus. You would think that the reason for Jesus' compassion would be because of the sickness that he's encountered. Everywhere he turns, there are people blind, there are ep epileptics, there are people that's paralyzed, and there are even people that are dead. That is certainly worth, worthy of all of our compassion. There is at least one day, and this is for me, there is at least one day a year that I can barely get up and go to the hospital. It's the day that I get the call that a child is over at the Blair E. Batson Hospital without even knowing that child. I'm filled with compassion, and I can barely take it when I walk through the door and see some of the illnesses that those children have. It makes sense to be moved with compassion when you encounter these six children. But what moves Jesus here isn't the physical illnesses that he's encountered. Look at verse 36 again. It says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. But they were weary and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. What moves Jesus is the same thing that should move us in this neighborhood, and that is the great spiritual need of the people. Their lives had no center. Their existence seemed aimless, and their whole life was one of pointlessness. You see, the prophet Micah had written, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people. God said this through Ezekiel. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. But the situation as Je Jesus saw it was close to what the prophet Ezekiel had prophesied earlier in the same chapter. It says, my sheep wander over all the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. You see, as a result, Jesus saw the people as beaten down, confused, bothered, and with no direction and un unable to help themselves. And this, even more than the illness that he saw, moved him with compassion. You see, and I believe that if we were to serve like Jesus served, we must have a heart that is becoming like the heart of Jesus. This means that we begin to feel compassion for those we encountered who have not turned their lives over to the great shepherd, Jesus Christ. It means that we look around us and see people the way Jesus does and feel compassion for them the way he does. But that's not really the heart of the challenge that is ours today. You see, this passage is all about bridging the gap between Jesus' ministry and ours so that we have the same kind of ministry that he had. We need to have the compassion that Jesus had. 
Which leads me to my second point. We need to see what Jesus saw. Jesus says in verse 37, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Jesus tells us that the harvest is ready. In other words, people are looking for a leader. They are looking for direction and ready to receive the good news of the kingdom because they need something they can belong to. The problem isn't that people are not ready to see the good, receive the good news. The problem is that we aren't ready to tell them. In other words, in other words, it's not that they don't want to hear what we've got to say. The problem is that there are not enough of us that's willing to go out and tell them. Remember, remember. Now, Jesus said the workers are few. But I want you to imagine something for just a minute. Just a minute, imagine something. Imagine a farmer this time of the year. And you know this is harvest time. With fields ready to be harvested. But there are not enough workers. Or they've gone AWOL. Imagine having 4,000 acres of cotton that's ready to be picked. 3,000 acres of soybeans ready for harvest and no extra people shows up to work. You've put out the signs that says help wanted. Now hiring. And nobody shows up. Here it is. You don't have enough workers for the harvest and in three days the rain will start. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. Jesus looks around him and he sees people who are helpless and ready to hear the good news of the gospel. The harvest is plentiful all around us. And you know what? You know what? One of the greatest lies of the devil is to try to convince us that people aren't interested, that it's a waste of our time to go around trying to tell them. You see, Jesus has told us that the harvest is plentiful. Why? Because God has prepared them for it. There are many yet to be reached with the gospel of the kingdom. They're ready to hear. This is what Jesus has told us. And the question for us today is, do you believe it? Do you believe that there are people that's ready to hear the word of God? He's given us something to believe, and that is believe it. People are ready. Now, the third and my final point is this. We need to do what Jesus did. Knowing that Jesus had given his disciples the power to go out and do as he had been doing, you would expect Jesus to say once he finished, so get out there and tell them. But that's not what he said. Surprisingly, he said, ask the Lord for the harvest, therefore to send out workers into his harvest field. Why would Jesus tell us to pray instead of doing something? You know, it's not like Jesus is against working or people that are going, getting into action. But see, in the very next chapter, chapter 10, he's going to instruct his 12 disciples and then send them out to preach and teach and do the things that he's done. But he knows that before we have the ministry that he has, we must be in prayer and rely on the Father and the way he does. 
Before we can have the compassion of Jesus, we must have the connection with the Father. Before we can go out and do the work of Jesus, we must first worship the Father. You see, I believe when we pray as he commanded, we will see what he saw. We will feel what he felt and do what he did. God will multiply our lives as we share in the great harvest and it's, that is already right. It's one thing for us to go out and just do. But it's another thing altogether to plead with God that he would raise up people who are ready to go, to pray that God would give them a spirit for the work, call them to it, and give them wisdom and success. A man by the name of Matthew Henry said this. He said, it is a good sign God is about to bestow some special mercy upon a people when he stirs up those that have an interest at the throne of grace to pray for it. You see, God is up to something when we begin to pray like Jesus commands in this passage. It's when I consider that I was once one of these lost sheep and that I came to know the great shepherd, Jesus Christ, who laid down his life for his sheep, that I begin to motivate, I become motivated to pray. It's as if I looked at the cross and saw the shepherd willingly lay down his life for me so that I could become his sheep, that I began to think the last thing that I can do is pray for others. And when we start to believe that the harvest is plentiful and pray that he would send our workers, you never know if we may become the answers to our own prayers. You see, that, that we would be the workers commissioned by the Lord for the harvest. So I have two questions for you. These are some questions you need to think about. Don't answer them right now. And I believe, believe me when I say that the stakes are high for both me and you and for the whole world for that matter. Do you believe, first question, do you believe Jesus when he says that the harvest is plentiful? And will you pray, question number two, will you pray beginning today that God would raise up people, maybe even you, to do this work? It is my prayer for you today that you will answer the call. I invite you to respond to the free offer of salvation given to you in Christ. It may be that you're here this morning and you've never done so. Today is your day to come to respond to the one who gave his life as a sacrifice for your sin. But I'd also like you to respond on behalf of those that don't know Christ yet. Today the invitation is first, to believe that the harvest is plentiful. And then the second, one, second invitation is to pray, but be very careful when you pray. The answer to your prayer may be you. We can pray in particular for people we know who are part of the harvest, that they may come to know Christ. When we leave this place today, and I'm closing now, when we leave this place today, let us do what Jesus asked us to do, and let us start right now. He's looking for some people 
who are willing to go from these seats to those streets. From these seats to those streets. People help is wanted. And believe me, God is hiring. Let us pray. Most gracious Father, we're thankful, O oh Lord, for this day. This day that you gave to us freely. This day that, Lord, that we've been given instructions through your word as to what you would have us do. Letting us know, O oh Lord, that there are many that are in need of your help. There are many that don't know you, Lord. And we realize that you're calling on us to continue to deliver your word, to let them know that you are God. Father, we love you and we need you. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And right now we're going to open the doors of the church. You may not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's okay. Because if you're one that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, look around you. Because we didn't at one time either. So now you have that opportunity to put yourself in a position where you're going to have that hedge of protection around you. Won't you come?
all say, let us all say amen. We thank God for the message, and we thank God for the messenger. Sister Anderson is coming on behalf of family members. We understand that they were involved in an accident. Teenagers. And we know that we've all been there. And that as teenagers, we did some things that was really dangerous. But thank God somebody prayed for us. Somebody prayed for us. So right now and right here, we're going to ask for the Lord's blessings. Lord God, we have your servant who has come on behalf of family members. Realizing and understanding that you are almighty. That you have all power in your hand. That even when we do things that cause ourselves to get in trouble, that you are still a loving and kind and compassionate God. Lord God, we humbly ask now that as she come on behalf of her family members, that you will go into the hospital. Lord God, our prayer is that you will guide the doctors, that you will work through the medications. Lord God, that you will do only what a God can do. For we know that you are God and you're God all by yourself. A doctor who's never lost a case. Lord God, we asking now that you will work through and with the doctors and that you will overwhelmingly do those things that will heal those children. Lord God, we love you. And we asking in faith, knowing that you can and you will do it. If it is in your will, Lord, do it. Do it, Father God, and we will not try to take any of the credit. We will tell the world that you did it, that you are God and our Savior, an ever-present help. Thank you now, Lord, and we're going to claim it in the name of Jesus, and it is in his precious name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. forth and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. amen. 